Hi, my name is Farron and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N, and check out my website, Farron.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. I'd like to bring up a little bit of a topic that's been on my mind for a really long time. I just wasn't fond of the words. And if you have been paying a little bit of attention to this podcast, you'll know that I have a thing with words. I like to switch things around so that they fit with how I feel, the frequency, and all of that. What I'd like to bring up today is this concept of self-mastery. As happens kind of often in the wellness community or the spiritual community, especially nowadays, a lot of the concepts are rearranged yogic topics. Now, I'm not saying anything about the book called Self-Mastery. I'm saying something about how some people can approach the idea of self-mastery, especially now with the vibration and everything shifting so rapidly, our world has changed so much in such a short amount of time. There really isn't going to be a better time to approach this because even though it kind of seems like we're coming out the other side, we're not really coming out the other side as far as the spiritual world is concerned and the energetic world. We still have some time in front of us. So as far as the vibration and the acceleration of it, this is very good timing to get an idea of where in your life you want to actually spend more time, you know, what you want to focus on and what you don't want and just doing yourself some service and removing the things from your life as best as you can that you don't want there. And some things will take some time, right? Don't worry about that. In order to really take advantage of what these excess, it's not even excess, what this new vibrational frequency is providing you with. So I've come to the term self-mastery. And over the next few months, I will do a few podcasts on this. And by the time I'm done with it, I'm sure I will have some other term that makes more sense to what I want to provide for other people. But for now, I just want to talk about what it even means and why somebody would want to even consider it. Now, immediately right out the gate, most people think this is some kind of a method of control a method of control of the senses or something like that. Now, that isn't untrue 
However, that's not the goal of the situation. It does play a part because there are very many people out there that really don't understand how to approach the physical sensitivity that is available in their system, in their body. So, you know, there's a lot of give and take there. However, the goal is more around you and uncovering the hidden parts or the parts you haven't had access to or remembering things that you've missed along the way or previous lifetimes, things that are in your genetics that are starting to come up now. This has more to do with that, with you getting a handle on how those things work and how you can take advantage of what is already in your system, completely available to you, just with a little bit of work. It's like polishing, it's like polishing a stone, right? One thing to keep in mind when you are thinking about this self-mastery thing is if you haven't already been through some kind of an awakening sort of thing or you haven't spent a considerable amount of time in the meditation space working with introspection and all of that the concepts of self-mastery will be familiar but harder to grasp or it not even harder it's it's like it will just take longer it's when you get to the point where you're considering something of mastery you are ready to make a very severe commitment to whatever that is and in this situation it's you if you haven't actually been through some kind of an awakening period or dark night of the soul or there's some other there's some other terms out there that I'm just don't really feel comfortable repeating although they're very accurate and valuable you can find them easily online if you haven't been through something like that this will make that experience more challenging so I'm just kind of putting that little bit of a caveat there it's kind of like it's not a level. I re- that's another part of this situation where people say, well, it's a level, it's an upper level. It's not an upper level. It's just that certain people are ready for this kind of commitment and others just think that they are. And once they're once they encounter the tidal wave that is the emotional body, they realize that they're not ready for it. And that turns into a very special situation that has to be approached very carefully, in my opinion. And I just want that to be, I just want people paying attention to this to be aware of that because I understand that there's a whole variety of people that listen to this podcast. People that have just started an awakening 
people that have no idea what an awakening is. They're just really happy people and they're into well-being. And then there are people that have been meditating for a really long time. They've been on the yoga mat forever and they have hit some kind of a wall and they don't want the heck to do, don't know what the heck to do next. Chances are pretty high that the last section of people or the people that this is going to be the most, it's almost as if, you know, we're repeating the alphabet, but now you're ready to put those letters into words. You've gone through all of the identity stuff and you need to rearrange and just make sure you've clear you've cleared out everything you can understanding that there's density at every step of the way the emotional integration is going to happen and continue to happen until you reach a vibrational state where you basically align with the higher self but I don't know anybody that has actually done that yet. So when we find somebody that has, I will be sure to send out a memo. For now, let's talk about self-mastery. Most people, when they hear this term self-mastery, naturally think that it's kind of control or learning how to control. And for most people, it will actually be less of a control and more of a surrender. But again, these words all hit everyone in a different and unique way. Surrender is one of those words, as, at least it is for me. As far as I'm concerned, the concepts that I would approach in and weave into a life or a living or a lifestyle that I would apply in self-mastery are all yogic topics. They just are, it's just a little bit easier to make them relatable in this way, right? But they're all the same things. It's just that when you approach them at a level that you're ready for, everything begins to click more quickly and the mastery thing makes a little bit more sense. It's the incorporating of all of these yogic philosophies into your everyday life in a way that actually works. Another way to look at it would be encompassing all of the methodology around ascension and so on. Honestly, it is your embodying and it's your realization and it's your contributing from that space to the collective that makes this a big shift for most people. It's one thing to figure out who you are and what you're doing and it's another thing to put yourself back together in a way that you are consciously making an offering a devotional offering. This is all a very devotional thing. So you're going through this process of devotion and then you're making this big offering to the collective. Now, I used the word big there, but honestly, any shift is a big shift. Some of them feel bigger than others, 
but you'll find out that when you talk to somebody about something that you feel is a big shift, they might not consider it as big as you did and vice versa. This is why it's not a bad idea to keep some of these details to yourself because the comparison factor has a tendency to water down the frequency and it gets a little bit lost in your ideas and we don't want that. You want this to be part of your embodiment. So just a little side note there. So one of the things that people ask me a lot is who is this for? And I already touched on, touched on that quite a bit, actually. <laughs> but in all honesty, if you're human, it's for you. It's just that, you know, some people it's going to be a little bit more difficult to jump on than others. It's similar to understanding abundance, feeling abundance, and then living within the abundance frequency. Do you get what I'm saying? They, it's a growth thing. Everything expands into the next one. It's quite beautiful. So I don't want to deter anybody from it. I just want you to keep it in mind. The people that benefit from these concepts most have had a considerable realization, remembering and that kind of thing, like I said earlier which they have been working with on their own also. This is part of the commitment, fac commitment factor. There's nobody out there that's going to guide you with self-mastery in mind if you haven't already made a commitment to yourself. It's not a good idea to make the commitment to the guide it's truly you making the commitment to you and the guide is there to kind of help you rearrange things, pull strings in the right direction and, you know, not always in a very direct way. Some of the most effective things that I've worked with that have come from other people, guides, for example, have been in the forms of questions. Just keep that in mind. Most people that are good at this don't just tell you how it is. You tell them how it is. And then there's a series of questions that will come afterwards. I mean, depending on their style of approach. That is the approach that I think is the most commonly effective and extremely genuine because it's very challenging to make that about the guide which is part of the issue if you make the commitment to the guide and not to yourself. The other thing that needs to be kept in mind is there's a certain amount of integrity here. If you've made this commitment, there's nobody that's going to be there that's going to force you to keep the commitment. It's extremely important that if you start making promises to yourself around something like this, that you actually keep those promises. Because if you don't, it causes all kinds of different types of anxiety and sometimes panic and distress. And it can also kind of trigger, I don't like that word very well for this, but 
it can bring up past traumatic experiences in a way that make them a little bit more challenging to deal with. So in order to keep yourself confidently on this road, you need to make promises that you actually keep to yourself. Okay. So what does that mean? Don't make a bunch of promises to yourself. Start with a simple practice and then keep doing that practice. Add to it. If you have it, it depends on your entry, right? So if you're going to go in, let's say through a physical practice, something like yoga asana, then you need to make a commitment to doing that practice in extreme regularity. And I didn't say the same poses every time, just to keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> but the point is that you keep the commitment. For example, if you think that you can actually practice two times a week, but you know you want to practice five times a week. Don't, pra don't promise yourself that you'll practice five times a week. Start with your available time and build from there. Otherwise, you'll never meet the mark and you'll just go through this loop over and over and over again until you figure out what the heck you're doing. It is very interesting. I've tried. So just create a pattern that you can actually do and then build from there. So if it's yoga asana, you do that maybe one, two times a week. If it's meditation, that one, I would say try to put yourself on a two week every day, but a shorter amount of time the amount of time that you will actually do it and then increase the time. And no matter what, if by the end of the day you haven't done the meditation, do the meditation before bed. Not ideal for most people, but hey, it might work for you. Let me know. Ideally, what's happening here is you are creating the life practice that allows you to stay at the vibration that you're at and increase your core vibration to a rate where you have you've got a really good pattern going so that you can make sure that the things that you want to have in your life stay in your life and then you can increase from there this goes all the way through all of the different dimensions you don't have to just stay in the physical dimension for this but if you are working on the ascension path it is imperative that you work from your body and not from you know like some other dimension I know that it's tempting for a lot of people to say that astral travel or whatever is where they do their work, but if you're on the ascension path, which most people that listen to this are or think they might be, 
you work from the body out. This is why self-mastery is so attractive to many people on this path. It's gotten to the point where you went through all of this stuff. You went through maybe an awakening. Not everybody does that part, just, just so you know. Everyone has a different method. Some people are on a lifetime thing, so they can't really identify exactly when they had a particular awakening um, period, although there have they do have moments where they can say, oh, I learned this, and then it drew me to that. It's just a different process. So my point here is this. You have a general understanding that each path is wholly unique, and maintaining focus will be a challenge. But this is why you're doing it. You have this understanding of this innate need to expand your consciousness and you also fall into the line of people that want to offer back to the collective if that is you shoot me an email tell me what's going on hungry for apples podcast at gmail.com believe it or not there's not that many of you out there we are a growing group people are just coming to line on that one anyhow thank you so much for getting to the end of this podcast if you have questions about self-mastery which would include journaling meditation movement yoga asana mantra um, mudra there's a number of things that can be very helpful in this i'm going for a walk every single day at the same time Although don't call that your meditation. It might help getting, it might, if you're a beginner in meditation, that isn't a bad way to start to kind of tap in. But after a while, everybody, as far as I've noticed, everyone naturally ends up in on the meditation cushion, a seated meditation in some way, shape or form. There's all kinds of ways that you can approach this. You know, actually, if you sign up for my email list, it's easy to find that on my website, fern.me. You immediately receive a little thing I wrote, which is my approach to mind, body, spirit, which is basically what I'm talking about. It's just some of the entry points where you might start, right? Would you start with your body, your mind, your spirit? This is pretty much up to you. And you can find that on my website. Outside of that, I will do more podcasts on this topic. So if you have any questions about it, I really want you to tell me what they are. Thank you for being here. Bye.
All right, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider a small donation over at patreon.com backslash Farron. And feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N. Or if you have any questions, check out my website, Farron.me. You can contact me there. You can see my class schedule and upcoming events. Again, you've been listening to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. I'm just feeling it out. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.